Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Bieber Collision Care Center, Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, Common Grounds, Heritage Creamery, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Ah, it is Matt Mosley, and it is ESPN Central Texas, alongside Aaron Sexton. Here we go. Here we go on a huge sports weekend. Got a big show planned for you today. Uh, boy, I love doing this right at 3 o'clock. It's a Friday afternoon. A little overcast, but rain kind of hanging around a little bit. I hope. I don't know what to hope for in Stillwater. Aaron may have some thoughts on this. Aaron's like me. As Aaron and I get a little older, as we start to sprint, sprint Aaron's a little older, actually, by at least about six months. As we start to uh, get a little closer to our 50s, I think the weather, I just there's something natural that happens. As you get older in life, the weather becomes, you just become more and more obsessive about it. And it's really, at some point, it's sort of all you think about. <laughs> and so, I, you know, you just wake up each day like, hey, what's that weather doing? What's it doing? What am I going to be able to do? Am I going to be able to kind of move around the neighborhood today? What's happening? Well, I, what I'm obsessed with right now is what's the weather doing in Stillwater and what will it be doing at 6 o'clock tomorrow evening? That's what I'm really concerned about. I'm also concerned that some of my Baylor brethren don't seem to feel good about this game. I, it's Stillwater. I get it. Even the great RG3 was 0-3 against Oklahoma State. That year, I can almost remember I was traveling to go to a Cowboys game. That year he won the Heisman. I think they played in Stillwater, and maybe the Bears got beat like 52 to 24 or something. I mean, it was not good. It was not a good scene. And I get it. That's why RG3 and others kind of like, kind of have a – but as RG3 said, these guys that are out there right now were not on all those teams that had trouble for years in Stillwater. And the Bears started to get better in Stillwater. I remember that one year they had like a third-string quarterback. Aaron, I'm going to throw out a name and see if it resonates with you. I'm going to call that guy Chris Johnson. Does that seem seem even somewhat familiar to me? His name was Chris. He was the Baylor's third-string quarterback. And then that same year when everybody got hurt, they had to basically go to – a, uh, a running back at quarterback. And, and and that one year they almost beat Texas at home by just running constantly and then occasionally letting the guy throw. It was not a running back. He was a wide receiver. And our people on the text line will remember immediately and go, Mosley, this is his name. 254-662-1660 is our CNC Collision Center text line. That wide receiver for Baylor in about 2014 or 15 was named. It's not coming to me. It's like Chef or something kind of fun. It's like a cool name. Lynx. Lynx Hawthorne. Okay. Just popped into my head. I'm sorry. This is how my brain works. And he played. He went from wide receiver to quarterback. And they dang near beat Texas just running the ball constantly. Lined up in like the 
not the single wing, but kind of the wildcat formation and ran their rears over. Of course, they had Randy Clements coaching the deal. Levy was coaching something, running backs. Art and Kendall were here. They were doing their thing. And, and then that one year in the bowl game against North Carolina, they went out there and ran for like 500, 600 yards doing that. They had a quarterback. It might have been the same guy I'm thinking about. But they, they handed the ball off the whole game, and Johnny Jefferson and that bunch went crazy and ran for about a million yards. All right, hold on, uh, Aaron. I'm getting something from my uh, fact checker, Sean Hunt from UBO. Chris John- Okay, I was right. I was right. In fact, the guy I was talking about, Chris Johnson, is a Brian Viking, and that's where Sean Hunt uh, played his senior year after having to move, his family moved, and uh, from uh, he played at Richfield. Was a great was a really good player at Richfield. Played linebacker, kicked, was a kicker, and then went out there. So that is, uh, every, I, I'm amazed at how Sean, our audience always knows all these connections. It's really cool. And, like, I was talking to one of my best friends from college today um, about this game, and he's a big-time lawyer in uh, Bryan College Station. And one of the questions I asked him uh, you'll like this, Aaron. I said, how do you hear us there? How do you hear it? Do you, are you listening on the app, or can you hear us on 1660? And he said, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it out today and see, see what I'm doing. I'm always wondering how far you can hear us, like, going down uh, uh, Highway 6. In fact, I, one day I may just start driving and, and see what I can do. But um, I think we kind of get yeah, on the outskirts of Co- uh, Bryan College Station. Shout out to us. If the Aggies can hear us right now, text us, 254-662-1660. And uh, today's a special day. We've got a lot lined up. Aaron, one of your favorite guests, uh, Kevin Longquist, who does a great job for uh, Rivals. He's going to be with us at 320. And then our weekly visit with Curtis Quillen, news director or sports director at Channel 6, will be on at 340. And that's where we get you ready for all the high school action. Now, Aaron, you're also plugged in. And uh, you and Lark, man, y'all love to get those scores and then kind of react to some of the games that happen on Friday night. Um, I've got my eye all around the state tonight. Um, in fact, uh, now that we're here, Aaron, you gave us a few games earlier in the week. I can't remember if you – I can tell you're getting ready to share some information. I can't remember if you had Mejia in the in the mix earlier this week. Yeah, you because brought it up. Yeah, uh, yeah. they're taking on Fairfield. But I did miss yes. one, um, a huge rivalry game in Central Texas, the Battle of the Bell between uh, Cameron and Rockdale is this week. So oh, the there's a couple of big rivalry games this week. Guess who went to high school at Cameron Yo? Aaron, a very, very famous person whose name might be on a stadium. Went to Cameron Yo High School. His name might be on a local stadium. Am I not helping you? That's a big hint I just gave. All right, you're just not you're just not, it's not kicking I, in. I, I it's okay. It's okay. You're wrong. thinking. No, no, no. You're <laughs> I have just thinking, a guess, but you're thinking too hard about it. McLean. Well, what's your, what's your guess? Drayton. Yes. Is that what you just said? Uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. Okay. You're right. I, I, Drayton I, McLean Jr. went to Cameron Yo High School. Wow, that's I did not know that. The Yeoman. Yeah, yeah. He, he, and people associate him with uh, 
And he holds a degree. Obviously, he's a huge Baylor guy, but also holds a degree, if I remember correctly, from Michigan State as well. So the man, the man, you talk about a guy who's been, uh, you know, uh, well-traveled and well-learned, uh, well-read, all of those things. Well-learned seems like a weird word. Uh, we had uh, Pinky Palmer on yesterday. Aaron, you like those uh, you like those guys from the '60s, don't you? I mean, that, we'll start we'll start dipping into some of those players from the '60s. I mean, when you're talking about like Truel and Elkins, Aaron, that's before our time. But you realize when you get when you talk early '60s Baylor, some people would say that was like the high water mark. Now, what? Even though obviously it ended with horrible stuff happening, um, the Browles era was like the longest period of like uh, winning and nationally ranked teams and all that kind of stuff. But, man, back in the 50s and 60s, they could flat-out play. Early 60s, uh, late 50s, that's when some things were happening. Um, that that would have been Sugar Bowl. I think that would have been Schaffner that might have been the star of that game. Bears play Tennessee with Johnny Majors, perhaps, in the Sugar Bowl, and I think beat them 13-7. People say, Mosley, you weren't around then. You're right. You're, you're, you're definitely right. I was not even close to being around. But, I, you know, I know my history. I think that was about 16, 17 years before I was born. You ever, isn't that weird, Aaron, to think that we were, when you think how long ago, 1963, for instance, which was such a huge year for a lot of interesting and some very sad reasons in our country. Isn't it weird sometimes to think that was only 10 years before we were born? <laughs> Like, like we, we're not that far removed from some some crazy stuff happening, and we and I think we always look back and think we were way removed from that stuff. I don't know, Aaron. That may be a weird thought, but it just it just occurred to me that we miss we missed out on a lot of history. Some of it we probably were glad we missed out on, but uh, all that stuff happened, Aaron, before we uh, before we came into the world. Yeah, that was. Uh... That was the decade right before we came around. But uh, yeah. to your point about those, you know, the the Baylor legends from before before our time, um, yeah, you're you're right about. I, I do love hearing their stories because I'm such a big Baylor fan, and I want to hear uh, the great stories from before I was able to watch. You know, I, I want to hear about what happened before I was around to see Baylor and, and the great things that happened. And then, and then more current is RG3, who is doing the game. And Aaron, <laughs> I don't know how much good it does us, but I've, I've kind of been amused this week. Before you started doing the show with me, and, and when I was with Simcox, we used to have Robert on quite a bit, and it's been great. And I wanted to have him one-on-one this week. You know, it's probably, And they did like a Zoom thing. That's fine. But, I mean, selfishly, I don't want to be on a Zoom. With even though you know, like John Warner's a great friend of mine, I want I'm selfishly I want Robert one on one, and uh, <laughs> the good news is Robert's texted me this week, or I've texted him, and we've gone back and forth more than ever. So um, I I think what if I if I had to guess, Aaron Robert Griffin the third has been told, do not do any uh, uh, interviews without us setting it up or without, you know, going through the proper protocols. So I'm a little bit sad about that, but I'm gonna, that doesn't mean I'm going to keep trying. In fact, after the game Saturday, um, 
Aaron, who do you think I'm going to call or who am I going to text immediately? RG3. I'm going to say, Robert, will you come on with us Monday? I don't really take hints, okay? And that served me very well in reporting some friendships and relationships it hasn't served me well in. But I don't exactly, like there's a certain quarterback right now that for whatever reason won't come on with us. Like, And one of my favorite quarterbacks to ever play at Baylor. And Aaron, you would think Mosley would just go, ah, to heck with it. This guy didn't want to come on with us. Yeah, you know, we'll, we've got a, a 50 guys who do want to come on with us. Well, Aaron, I, it's, I can't quit. You know, I, I got to keep, I got to keep trying to get this guy on. I'm not going to name any names. All right, but he was a heck of a quarterback at Baylor. You know who it's not? It's not JJ Joe, our great friend who comes on with us all the time. And uh, I, I, there's, there's uh, some eras of Baylor football. Uh, and when I go back, there was there was Cody and Tom kind of took up the, a lot of space in the 80s. That was mid-80s. And then early 80s, Jay Jeffrey. So Baylor was fortunate enough to have a famous, like a great quarterback in the early 80s in Jay Jeffrey. And then you go back to the early 70s to mid-70s to 74. And pardon me, Aaron, you know, I get started on these rants, Baylor, you know, talking about all this stuff. But I think you kind of like the history of it. Um Neil Jeffrey, Jay's younger brother. And and it's just it's just so cool that and then Trull and Elkins and those guys, I mean, and then Cotton Davidson, that would have been late fifties, and I think he was maybe uh an NFL player in the early sixties. But but Baylor just every decade, they just have these really good quarterbacks. And then uh, and then of course late eighties, early nineties, it's JJ Joe takes over. And he and I overlapped just a tad bit at Baylor, enough to call ourselves classmates. And then we went in the wilderness, and then, of course, Robert came. And, um, and the only one I'm missing is Brad Gable was in there somewhere, and he, he had a nice little run. Brad, I can't remember if Brad got hurt or whatever. Brad, Brad had to jump in there really earlier than he was ready, but Brad was good as a freshman. But uh, Baylor, I, I start thinking about that, and I just start thinking, man, that was fun. Those were fun. Those were fun. All those years were fun. And, uh, and, and, uh, and then, of course, um, with Robert, you had – Robert started this incredible deal. You had Robert, and then you had Nick Florence, and then you had um, uh, Bryce, and then you had Seth Russell, and – and then that's when everything went to went to heck. You 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 thought you were going to have the kid who ended up at Auburn, um, and and that. But but I just always think it's fascinating to to see, even though we think Baylor has had some peaks and valleys and stayed in the valley for long periods of time, they never they never went too far in between some really really fine quarterbacks. Now, Aaron, did I miss any of those Bryles era guys? Because I don't want to do that. Did I hit? Did I hit every one of those guys? And then, of course, uh, I, I, Charlie. I do want to include Charlie because Charlie had a great run as well. I just didn't want to miss anybody. Does that sound like I hit pretty much everybody in there? You did say Bryce, right? Yeah, I said Petty. Oh, okay, yeah. No, then that's. Um, I think you got everyone. Yeah. I did the one. I, I suddenly I couldn't remember our guy's name. What's our guy's name who went to Auburn and then got drafted by the Patriots? Um. 
Aaron, we can't oh, both oh, have these um, moments. <laughs> give me, give me just we a second. No, we can't both have these senior moments. Um, anyway, yeah, that uh, was uh, Jared Stidham. Jared Stidham. Yes. Okay. It just takes me. Jared or Jared? Jared. Jared. Jared Stidham. Yeah. And and uh, <laughs> those were that was a but what a run, what a run of quarterbacks and um and i just think that's interesting for a program that sometimes people go well they went a long time without winning it's fun to kind of walk through all those uh, old quarterbacks okay speaking of old guys kevin longquist <laughs> he's not that old he is in his 50s but but still very young at heart uh and knows a ton about the baylor program and has a great feel for oklahoma state and I also I hadn't had a chance to get his take on Zeno leaving us, uh, leaving the Baylor Bear program. Uh, Kevin Longquish is next. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Some of us may get wet tonight at high school football. We're looking at a 40% chance. Otherwise, mostly cloudy skies. We drop to 68 degrees. Partly sunny tomorrow with a 50% chance of scattered showers and storms. A high of 83. And turning mostly sunny on Sunday looks nice with a high of 86. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. All right, um, one of the things I really enjoy talking about is the Baylor Club. And uh, you talk about just a happening place and a really cool place. And, and some of the – I think sometimes people hear about how luxurious it is and how nice it is and think, well, I, I don't I – mean, I just don't think, you know, that's going to be in our budget. I don't think I can afford that. Well, you might want to check it out. Uh, they do some pretty incredible things over there. And I've just, I've just gotten to where taking friends over there or meeting folks, um, I love doing that. And I like doing it at the Baylor Club. And Mike Mosel and his whole crew do an incredible job. And the panoramic views of, uh, of, of both downtown Waco and then the McLean Stadium are really cool. And that anytime bar and grill, now that's a, that's a neat deal. I mean, you, you got any kind of drink you want. I mean, you know, they'll make you a, oh, I don't know. I like a, I like a Arnold Palmer. You know, I like my iced tea with some lemonade. And if you want something stronger, they'll do that too. Um, have your next function with confidence at the Baylor Club and let their certified event planner handle all your requests with ease. They can accommodate groups of most um, sizes. Now, here's how you get a hold of them. Uh, and I, I think you should try this because, I mean, I'm telling you, when you take guests and friends to the Baylor Club, they're kind of like, whoa, whoa, man, this is a, this guy's doing well, or this woman's doing extremely well. This is fun to to be there. Uh, the number is 254-710-8080. Again, that's 254-710-8080. It's the Baylor Coaches Show this Wednesday with the voice of the Bears, John Morris, live from Rudy's in Waco. Join us Wednesday, beginning at 7 p.m., live from Rudy's, and hear from new women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and head football coach Dave Aranda. The Baylor Coaches Show, this Wednesday at 6 p.m., right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. 
When it comes to automotive collision repair, there is a difference in a business certified by the major auto manufacturers and one that's not. Beebrick Collision Care Center is a certified repair shop by Chrysler, Ford, General Motors, Hyundai, Kia, Nissan, and Subaru. Their list of services include collision repair and refinishing, structural repair and frame straightening, paintless dent repair, and full automotive detailing. Family owned since 1962, Beebrick Collision Care Center, 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco. Your body needs essential nutrients to keep you healthy and feeling good. While these nutrients are found in the food we eat, most adults don't get everything they need through diet alone. That's where Cooper Complete comes in. Visit coopervitaminquiz.com and take the vitamin needs assessment. When you do, you'll not only find the right supplements for you, you'll get 10% off your next purchase. That's coopervitaminquiz.com for 10% off Cooper Complete supplements and the knowledge you need to fill the nutrient gaps left by your diet. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence in you. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions equal housing under license in all 50 states and MLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Miami quarterback De'Eric King missed last night's game with Virginia. The Hurricanes missed a last-second 30-yard field goal to lose 30 to 28. In the NFL, the Bengals' Evan McPherson hit a 35-yard field goal to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 24-21 on Thursday night football. The NFL announced that Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar will perform the first time on stage together at Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show February 13th. Shoemaker and Coppers Cove was postponed last night because of weather. That game will resume tonight where it was at 6 o'clock in Copper's Cove. Temple hosts Parker Heights tonight, pregame at 7 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Baylor is at Oklahoma State tomorrow. Our coverage starts at 4 on ESPN Central Texas. And UMHB is at Austin College tomorrow, pregame at 1230 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. On his Matt Mosley show, I like to start my day at Common Grounds in Waco. That great coffee, the cowboy they make. That's if you like the cold kind of drink. That's coffee with some special syrup and uh, a little espresso maybe thrown in there. And then I like the frozen cappuccino. It is Common Grounds, and it really has become a Waco staple. And uh, there's several coffee shops I actually like in Waco, but the, I mean, the one that goes the far, the, the, that really resonates with me because I was on campus, it's Common Grounds, okay? I knew the original owner, I know the new owners, and we appreciate them. And you know, it's the kind of place I'd like to maybe sit down with a good buddy of mine in the media named Kevin Longquist from Rivals.com and maybe just share some coffee and share some thoughts. Uh, Kevin, is that, don't you feel like a, a coffee shop? you and I could really have some good give and take? Absolutely, as long as we have the laptops with us, too, because I think you can't go into a coffee shop without one, right, Matt? Yeah, you have to have one with you. Now, I understand you're always, of course, and you'll be watching the Bears in Stillwater, but uh, you have uh, relocated to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, 
And yeah, it, uh, it, there's some big doings there. Yeah, I uh, have a, for those who don't know, I have a daughter who's a junior at the University of Alabama. And uh, we were trying to do an impromptu parents weekend once the schedules were, were coming out. So the, I had to kind of look at Baylor's schedule as well as Alito's schedule. And then, of course, Alabama's schedule to see how this all was going to work. And uh, this is Alito's bye this week. And, of course, the Bears are on the road in Stillwater. And, uh, of course, the tide is here t- uh, tomorrow afternoon against Ole Miss. So I get to have a doubleheader, per se, because, obviously, with the tide and Ole Miss kicking off at 2.30, then, uh, then Oklahoma State and Baylor kick off at 6. So I'll be able to catch both of them. But, uh, you know, Matt, it, it's, you can kind of feel the buzz in the town. If, anyone, if, none of, if no one's ever been here to Tuscaloosa on a game weekend, home game weekend, uh, there's certainly kind of that flavor. We rolled in about noon today, and there's just that kind of act, you know, act, excitement, uh, just anticipation of tomorrow's game. Of course, there's a great subplot, too, because Lane Kippen, the former offensive coordinator under Nick Saban, brings an Ole Miss. Yeah, I'm, I like that Ole Miss quarterback. Is it uh, Corral or Coral? However yeah, you Matt say that. Corral. I, yeah. I, I, I really like that guy, and I think there's some things they could do against Alabama. That's a tough environment, obviously, to play in. But Alabama right. uh, uh, looked somewhat vulnerable, obviously, in that that, uh, that last time out, and you got to kind of take a peek at that. By the way, what is the? Uh, we'll get into some Baylor talk. I don't want people to worry, but um, what is the quintessential uh, bar? You know, uh, campus bar there in Tuscaloosa, the Rammer Jammer or something like that. Was yeah, there there's any, that? Is there any? There's yeah. another place. There's there's another popular place called Ennis. Um, and then there was one that uh, we were having lunch at this afternoon called uh, Half Shell, which is a uh, seafood place, but uh, pretty popular. It's right down the main drag. I mean, there's several of them that are pretty popular, but uh, I'm going to be in one later on this afternoon called Innis. Uh, that's that's very widely recognized uh, throughout this. But like I said, it's there. You, you, there's not just one that really stands out from what I know. This is about my fifth or sixth trip here. Yeah, and there doesn't seem, and there doesn't seem to be one that's kind of above the others. They all have several of them have pretty solid reputations amongst them. Okay, and will you go to the uh, hotel room to focus on Baylor, or will you watch it in one of those crazy bars after the game? Uh, I think that's probably going to be TBD on that. Okay, all right, <laughs> so, we'll just see how that's um, going. And and, exactly. and 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 that's what phones are made for. And and as uh, long as you have the ESPN app that everybody should right. have you'll be able to watch that game, which is um, on ESPN 2, 6 o'clock, and you'll want to hear RG3. You'll want to hear Absolutely. Robert Griffin III doing his uh, analysis on that game. Talking to Kevin Lonquist from Rivals. Kevin, do you do you, you probably remember Jacob Zeno coming out of San Antonio and, uh, and, oh, yeah. and kind of – Kind of the the you know he was considered a pretty good recruit I don't know probably a three star if I had to guess but but still right. uh, a, a, a fairly coveted type player the news coming that he's entering the portal um, I, I'm sure that's not shocking to you but uh, how disappointing do you think that should be for Baylor fans knowing that if something happened to Gary or if, if they needed a backup he was going to be a really nice backup option. What do you, what is this? Um, what what do you what was your reaction when you heard this? Well, and stop I think, stop Matt, doing whatever you're doing. Yes, <laughs> I, I think the the issue Matt really was not the the fact that he did. It. I don't think anyone was surprised that he did it uh, because I think when he lost the job two weeks before the opener against Texas State, 
that kind of put him in a funk. And, I, you know, when I saw him play against Texas Southern, Matt, he just didn't look the same. He didn't look as engaged as I'd seen him in previous games, you know, even going back to, you know, because everyone remembers what he did against Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game and the long touchdown pass and the deep shots that he threw there in that. And it just didn't work out this way. And for whatever reason, you know, I, this goes back to really that he did not play well, Matt, against, uh, or, you know, in the, in the green and gold spring game back in April. And everyone kind of chalked that up saying, well, it's just, it's just a spring game. There's not a lot on the line, that sort of thing. But I just think that once the job went to Gary, that Jacob was not the same kind of player. And I don't know if it was a situation where he and the coaches just did not seem to meet eye to eye after that went down, or if he just felt like I'm never going to get a shot here. And the better that Gary played, and of course they're now 4-0 with that great win over Iowa State, I just don't think that he ever felt like he was really going to get a fair shot to get on the field at any particular time, unless Gary got hurt. Now, you're looking at a situation here where Blake Shapin and Kyron Jones are now your backups, Matt, and combined, their total number of college snaps are zero. And, and so it, you're going to go into a situation with a guy who's still trying to feel his way through this offense in Bohannon, who made really good strides in the first half against Iowa State, not so much in the second half. And then you're going into a game in Stillwater where this is probably going to be another great test to see where he's at and how he can handle another really difficult environment. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. Fa I, you're right. I'm fascinated by the matchup. I don't know how Shapen. I mean, Shapen is a great unknown. He might. I. I, I think it's feast or famine. I, I. think he is capable of throwing from different levels. And if he got thrown into a game, he might. It might even be better if he gets thrown in and doesn't have to think too much about it. Because I think he's naturally kind of a kind of an interesting guy. You know, I don't want to make too much of the backup situation. We need to focus on Gary right now. How are you feeling about this game? I don't worry about Baylor getting too high on itself. Uh, they are ranked 21st, and I believe uh, um, the well, actually, it's what night night well no, wait, the, in the AP poll they are right. now 21st, and then uh, and then Oklahoma State I think is 19. Is that right, or is it 19 and 17? Right, right. They're, actually, they're Baylor's like Baylor's like yeah, Baylor's 21 and 24 in the polls, and then Oklahoma State's 19 and 18 in the polls. Okay, so. This is a tough environment. I've been in this environment. Uh, I, I was covering things. But, I, you know, right. it, it gets a little loud. It gets a little crazy at night there. Those paddles get going. Baylor's had some bad experiences there. But let's not, get, let's not go crazy on this Oklahoma State team. They're not that great. I mean, I think they didn't score in the second half last week. And quite honestly, I don't think they scored the whole second half against Boise State. Now, they won those two games. And they are four and zero, so give them credit. But and I and I like this Tay Martin. I mean, it's a, it's a really good receiver they've got back. He's a transfer receiver, and he's got size. And they got a transfer running back who looks really, really good. But Kevin, this is not a great Oklahoma State team. Like I, this is not one of those times. I I, I sense Baylor people are scared to death of this game. Like, oh gosh, it's Oklahoma State. This is this is setting up for a bad look. And they might right. lose this game. But I don't, I don't think this is a great Oklahoma State team is what I'm saying. No, I, I think you're totally right, Matt. You know, remember, too, because prior to 2015, Baylor had not won in Stillwater since I believe it was 1937.
But they've won twice there since then, back in 15 and then, of course, back in 19 with Matt Wilson. Of course, they had the big fumble return for the touchdown late in that game to put that one away there. So they know, and there are some guys that are holdovers from that team that uh, understand what it, that they can win in this environment. And, I, t- and to your point, totally agree that Oklahoma State can be had in this environment. And I'm, I'm actually going to pick Baylor to win it. A couple of reasons, because I think Oklahoma State is a little bit flaky enough so that they might not be able to put a full game together. And I'm still not, you know, 100% sold on what Spencer Sanders can do. He is, I would say that he's a couple years more ahead of what Gary Bohannon, what they would love Gary Bohannon to be, if you will. But I don't, but he's definitely not polished. And that's kind of where I think, or he could make the critical mistake, kind of like all of what Brock Purdy can do, where you're not going to have a guy that's just going to have on the other sideline, like a Sanders, who can absolutely take over a football game, either running or throwing it, who will take, who will have complete ownership of the game. And I think that's where Baylor has a great opportunity to win this. And I, the one thing I would like to see if what Baylor can do tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow evening rather is can they get their running game established? Because they really didn't do that last week against Iowa state. It was kind of a weird offensive approach. It was a very mixed of course, but they didn't really establish it. And of course they really couldn't get to it in the second half against the Cyclones. So I'm curious to see what their approach is going to be uh, against the Cowboys. Now, the one thing about the Cowboys is that they do feel like this is one of they're better defensive units that Mike Gundy has put since he's been there since 2005. Yeah, now that is interesting. I'm thinking more about the offense, but the defense has been doing its job, and that is one of the reasons they've gotten away with going mm-hmm. scoreless for a long time. Uh, About so I, I kind sacks of, with this group. Wow. Yeah, 14 sacks. Some of that's happening because they're probably pretty good on the back end. I, I right. They've had some great cornerbacks and safeties over the years, and they generally don't, year in, year out, have great pass rushers. They'll always have one really good inside linebacker when you think about right. them over the years. This year, it's that guy, um, is it Rodriguez? Is that his name? Does that sound well, right? Malcolm? Yeah. Uh, that guy's a really good player. Okay, well, last thing on Baylor's defense, by the way. My, my new guy, you know I fall in love with these guys. How about my guy, Al Walcott? I mean, I'm yeah. kind of liking this guy. Number 13, and you were giving me off the air some kind of background on this guy and, and, and where they picked him up from, but how about that? How about a guy yeah. that's just kind of hung around, hung around, uh, transfers in, and, uh, you know, we didn't know what he was going to become, and that sucker's kind of turning into a playmaker. Junior college guy that they brought in a year ago, um, and he was a guy that, you know, they were in the battle with Auburn for him. He took an official visit to Auburn, and at one point it really looked like that Auburn was going to be the, the odds-on favorite to get him. And then, of course, the Bears made their pitch. Of course, this is when this was Aranda's technically his first recruiting class, or the one that he had to finish that when Matt Rule left it. But I, he's obviously been a guy, he, he's a guy that's made some great contributions. I think really last week against Iowa State was probably the first time you saw him made a significant contribution on the defensive end. And it was really great because when Jalen Petrie went out in the first half, he did a phenomenal job, especially in the red zone on a couple of plays there. Of course, the other thing defensively, Matt, we got to find out is what this defense is going to look like with more than likely no Terrell Bernard because of his knee issue. I wouldn't expect him to play tomorrow unless there's anything that's popped up here lately on this, but I don't see that. I don't see that happening. And the question is going to be, is if you look, the jack where matt and ashton were kind of splitting the time there if you will 
is how is that going to look? I think they'll be okay because there's pretty good depth at that spot. And I think the other thing too, uh, Matt, is you know the the shame of it all is since since that shoulder injury, I just don't think Terrell has been the same player as we've enjoyed the previous couple of years. So, but I think the depth on the linebacker spot, I think will be Baylor will be okay with no Terrell in there tomorrow evening if that's the case. All right, always love getting your perspective on things, um, and congratulations. Your alma mater, the SMU uh, Mustangs, <laughs> get it done. And I love, boy, they they troll pretty well. They got they got billboards going up. <laughs> They're having a lot of fun. And my man Gary Patterson, who you know is a good friend of mine, he's not pleased. And uh, um, one thing Gary will do on you if you don't watch it after a loss, Gary will <laughs> go after the opposing team for things that happen in the post game. It happened during the yeah. Bryles era a couple of times. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> as we remember. But uh, oh, listen, yeah. get back, get back to your family, and uh, and uh, you know, knock one back for me over at that. I can't remember what you called it, uh, Willis it or Alice. Yes. Or, what's yeah. that thing called? Ennis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, tell everybody I said hi. Okay, and good luck. I will do that. Good Matt. luck Always to a the. To be uh, with you. And thanks for having me. With thanks for having me on today. Okay. Yes. Yes. You bet. There he goes, Kevin Longquist a frequent guest on the Matt Mosley show. I think Aaron Sexton really enjoys Kevin coming on because Kevin brings us up to date on a lot of on various items that we might not always look into. Okay, um, 340 coming up. What does that mean? Oh, Curtis Quillen, Channel 6. This is when we kind of get you ready for the high school football weekend. And a little bit more on Oklahoma State Baylor because guess where Curtis Quillen went to school? That's right. That's right. Stillwater, Oklahoma. All of that's next. It's off to Stillwater this week for Dave Aranda and the Bears. Taking on Oklahoma State. 4 p.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. It's a 6 p.m. kickoff with J.J. Joe, Ricky Thompson, and the voice of the Bears, Sean Morris. Bears, Cowboys, from Boone Pickens Stadium in Stillwater. This Saturday, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Voss. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Scrambling and about to be sacked? Go the distance with First Central Credit Union. Get in motion with First Central's free checking that pays you cash back and refunds fees from ATMs nationwide. Enjoy free rewards checking and be the MVP of a new cashback season. It's a snap to apply online at firstcentralcu.com. We're your team. Everything we do, it's true. We do. 
membership and loan policy requirements apply. Member NCUA. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwin-Williams has warehouse opportunities available with starting pay at over $20 per hour and regional CDL driving opportunities with pay averaging $84,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply online at careers.sherwin.com. That's careers.sherwin.com. Or call 254-523-9500. If you miss country music under the star-studded Texas sky, this year's Heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo concert lineup is perfect for you. Dance the night away with Chris Jansen and Cody West on Friday, October 8th. Well, you can buy me a boat. Then, Jameson Rogers and Giovanni and the Hired Guns will perform Saturday, October 9th. Some girls never Learn more about the Bud Light Music Stage concert lineup and purchase your tickets at hotfair.com. We'll see you there. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Miami quarterback De'Eric King missed last night's game with Virginia. The Hurricanes missed a last-second 30-yard field goal to lose 30-28. to In the NFL, the Bengals' Evan McPherson hit a 35-yard field goal to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars 24-21 on Thursday night football. The NFL announced that Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar will perform the first time on stage together at Pepsi Super Bowl halftime show February 13th. Shoemaker and Coppers Cove was postponed last night because of weather. That game will resume tonight where it was at 6 o'clock in Coppers Cove. Temple hosts Harker Heights tonight. Free game at 7 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Baylor is at Oklahoma State tomorrow. Our coverage starts at 4 on ESPN Central Texas. And UMHB is at Austin College tomorrow. Free game at 1230 on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center. Every 20 minutes. Only on ESPN Central Texas. Friday afternoon. I cannot believe it. Week is coming to a close. That means Friday night football, huge games on the slate. That means Curtis Quillen, who joins us at 3.40 every Friday, sometimes in person, sometimes over the phone. <laughs> uh, we don't want to ask for too much, but that was fun. Curtis, that was uh, out at Common Grounds, man. We need to we need to do that more often. That was uh, we, They put us up there on a stage. Uh, I think some of the students were a little bit um, curious what was going on up there with us, but um, but I thought we had uh, thought that was a nice deal. In fact, uh, I, I'm surprised we were not asked Sunday night to open for whatever that indie rock group was. I thought you and I probably yeah. should have been opening for that group and announcing them. I know, especially with your celebrity. I mean, surely, surely we could have uh, finessed our way into that somehow. Well, you say that somewhat uh, facetiously, but uh, I'll say one thing. I have you on a lot. I do not believe I've been on Channel 6 ever. So, uh, you know, let's just uh, let's go easy on calling me the big celebrity <laughs> because I've, I've never quite cracked that Channel 6. Uh, I know, Nick, you would love to have me on. You have blocked me, and that is something we need to, uh, you know, we need to talk about at some point. <laughs> what did you think of uh, what did you think of that announcement from Ward White's? He didn't sound that excited. The halftime Super Bowl show, let's see, Dr. Dre. I thought we'd cancel Dr. Dre. I guess Dr. <laughs> Dre is uncancelable. Um, Mary J. Blige, Snoop Dogg, um, and then Kendrick Lamar. And I remember Snoop and Dre have done some kind of fun stuff over the past. I can't remember what Sippin' on Gin and Juice, if that was the two of them. 
or not. But they, but there certainly was some stuff that uh, that Dre and Snoop have done in the past that I that I kind of liked. I got to admit, but it's been a long, long time. Did that um, did that announcement, uh, Curtis? Do you like some of these folks? I do. I think this is a really interesting halftime show. I mean, I like <laughs> what the NFL has been doing the last couple of years, right? Like the mixing it up and doing the the shared acts at halftime, like they did with. Uh, who was it a couple of years ago? It was uh, J Lo and oh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, oh uh, yeah, they they had J Lo running around with it was Bruno Mars or somebody like that. I don't know who they put J Lo with. That, that that sounds right. And then I mean, okay. even last year's, which I had I was skeptical of last year's with the weekend, but that turned out really well. If there is one organization that we can kind of trust to figure out the halftime show, I mean, when's the last time they had a bust of a halftime show at the Super Bowl? They they've got this one. And I think that they're very clearly pandering toward the younger audience, trying to make sure that they keep the next generation of football fans intrigued in the Super Bowl. I like the show. Yeah, Snoop's been around, and Dre have been around forever now. So the young audience, but I I think you're right, they span a pretty good group here. Now, I always kind of liked it when they would throw, this just shows my age, but like the Who or somebody like that. I remember the Rolling Stones, the Detroit Super Bowl. I was there for that, and the Rolling Stones performed. Janet and Timberlake, that was a very famous one. I think that was in Houston. That was the wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, and uh, they, oh, you might have been a young, you probably were still either in uh, Stone High School or something, or in junior high, 2003. Uh, I don't I- I won't age myself here, but uh, I was in elementary school. <laughs> that's the first. That, that, that's the first halftime show I remember watching. And I mean, my brother and I were both young enough that our parents looked at us and said, "Okay, time for bed." <laughs> as soon as, as soon as that happened, and so um, no, I I remember not being that interested in the Rolling Stones performance, but my parents loved it, um, yeah. and you know. Like you said, Dre and, and Snoop have been around for a while, but Kendrick Lamar is someone who I think they're bringing in to, you know, kind of bridge the gap between the older hip-hop fan base and the newer hip-hop fan base. And I think that that's something the NFL actually does a really good job of with the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, group. Uh, it is Curtis Quillen on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. All right, let's uh, let's do some college, and then I, I want you to hit a couple of these high school games. And uh, Aaron's been excited about some of these matchups and some big rivalry games that are happening. I love the way you embrace uh, high school football. You bring some great insight to us. But your alma mater and my alma mater squaring off in Stillwater. Uh, I have not had great trips to Stillwater. It's nothing to do with the town. It's beautiful. My mother-in-law went to Oklahoma State. I, I, I have a lot of love for the school. It's just it can be a miserable place for an opposing fan or team. And, and then if it's chilly, I was doing TV back then, uh, and uh, you talk about freezing your – you know, you were up there during some of those ice storms, and when it would get oh, – yeah. it, it, was, it was a rough place to be, Stillwater, Oklahoma. And I was there you're, that year, Baylor uh, fell at the – oh, it was Bryce Petty. He was running in for the touchdown, and he falls at like the, the three-yard line. Game. Oh, the turf monster got him. But now, this is an interesting year. Right now, I would say Oklahoma State's favored, obviously, in this one by about four or five points. But this is not your dominant Oklahoma State team that Baylor kind of has run into in the past. This is a team with some really nice pieces, a veteran quarterback, and and a really exciting wide receiver and running back. 
So you could say they sort of have the triplets going, but the calling card a little bit seems to be this defense. Am I? Am I? Is is that? Would that be a correct assessment of where Oklahoma State is so far this season? Oh, Jim Knowles, the defensive coordinator, and Malcolm Rodriguez, Colby Harville Pill. Yeah, this defense is absolutely carrying the Oklahoma State program right now. This is the Matt. You and I have scored as many points in the second half of football games the past two weeks as Oklahoma State has in the past two weeks. I looked at it this morning. OSU is averaging. Six second-half points per game this year. They scored a field goal in the second half against Missouri State in the season opener, and they scored 21 points against Tulsa in in the second half um, in week two. They have not scored a second-half point the past two weeks at Boise State and against Kansas State. And I do think that it's safe to say that as that's happened, the opponent has gotten better. Kansas State, better than Boise State. I don't think that that's a hot take. Baylor, better than Kansas State, at least right now, with the Wildcats not having Skylar Thompson. We'll see how that looks when Baylor gets to Kansas State in November. But if I'm, I mean, I told you last week that I called the Oklahoma State uh, offense fraudulent and that I was starting to question it during, you know, the early going to the game. 31, they've got 31 points in the first half, and I understand that some of that was from the defense. But then they didn't score again in the second half. You cannot. You you have to find pay dirt at some point in the second half against Baylor to be able to beat Baylor. This defense that Baylor has is legit, and with the new offensive scheme that the Bears are running, they're able to control the clock pretty well. And being able to control the clock the way they did in the first half against Iowa State is probably what won the game for the Bears last weekend. And if it's the same script this week in Stillwater, it might this play might wind up the same way. Well, I, the Bears weren't very, you know, good in the second half either uh, on offense. And, and, and by the grace of uh, God and Tristan Ebner, they, uh, that, that set up their 10 points, uh, seven points on the, on the, or six on the kickoff return, and the punt return set them up for the field goal. So um, two teams that have shown they can kind of get in the mud a little bit. Uh, and uh, this is, I mean, this is going to be so fun. This really is. And uh, uh, you've been to a lot of those games. You know what that place is like. And, and two mm-hmm. four and O teams uh, in that atmosphere, and, and with RG three calling it, that'll be kind of fun. And and uh, we'll listen to RG three. And uh, I mean, that's not easy for a young guy. RG three, I think, just turned thirty. He's not that far out of Baylor to be as. Um, it's easy for uh, Troy Aikman to do a Cowboys game. I mean, and people still will accuse right. him of this or that. But it's very at this point. It's it's kind of that's ridiculous to accuse him of being a homer because he knows how to do it. For RG three, it's a little bit trickier, and he's a little bit closer to having he just quit playing. In fact, he still wants to be playing. So I think that'll right. be interesting. Okay, quickly, uh, give us a couple of these games. Where game of the week? We always like to get the um, the uh, channel six game of the week, and then another game perhaps that you're excited about. The game of the week is Harker Heights and Temple, and this was a no-brainer for me. You had the two most physical teams in District 12-6A going at it, and if we're being honest, Matt, this is probably the district championship game with the, what we've seen from the other teams in 12-6A coming into this week. I mean, you have two programs that really kind of pride themselves on defense because you have two former defensive coordinators as the head coaches. And so that's why these teams are so physical, but the offenses have stolen the show. Just the star power for Temple 
and the explosive capability of the Harker Heights offense. I mean, this is an awesome, awesome, awesome game um, that I'm excited about. Um, I told, I jokingly told Nikki that, you know, I, I need to talk to management because I don't know how she keeps drawing these awesome assignments. She gets to go to this game tonight. Um, and I, I'm jealous. I'm very, very jealous. That's the most – that is by far the best game in the area tonight. I mean, obviously, you have to mention the Battle of the Bell no matter what either team's record is, right, in any conversation on the night that it's happening. And that's going down at Yo Field tonight in Cameron. But the other game that I'm a lot more curious about is, you know, the resumption of Shoemaker and Copper's Cove. At what point does Shoemaker start getting emotional about not being able to play a home game? Week three, Shoemaker is supposed to be at home against Kerrville Tyvee. That's supposed to be senior night for the Gray Wolves. And they wind up on the day of the game having to move it from Colleen to Kerrville because of a water main break going into Leo Buckley Stadium. Then you get to homecoming night, right? And then weather strikes. And two minutes and 41 seconds into the game, you can't play anymore that night because the lightning never leaves. So now you celebrate your senior night in Kerrville. You celebrate (laughs) homecoming at Copper's Cove. Like, I'm very curious to see how Shoemaker handles this. Because I know, and I went to one high school town, I would have been flustered. But I know that Toby Foreman is just trying to convey to his guys that it's the same distance from Shoemaker to Copper's Cove as it is from Shoemaker to Leo Buckley. And I'm just very curious about what's going to happen in that game. And if Shoemaker comes out and responds the way that it is good enough to do, or if it lets emotions um, come into play. Man, this gets me excited. I, when you're excited about a game, that kind of gets our audience excited. It gets me going a little bit. I feel bad for some of these schools. Uh, lots of RG3 references and, and uh, tie-ins because that Copper's Cove, obviously, yep. where he's from, and, and uh, they love him there. And uh, I want you to, by the way, keep an eye on – they won last night. They played on Thursday. Um, keep an eye on Class 4A. Have you ever seen this happen, a team – goes from class 5a and they drop down to 4a and they're so tough and battle hardened from getting beat around in 5a that they just start kicking rear and they start just knocking everybody out in 4a this is my alma mater the Kaufman Lions that is that is where they are right now so I I know you keep a close eye on any 4a program all in central Texas but just keep on the peripheral or uh I want you, uh, Curtis, to keep an eye on my hometown, Kaufman Lions, okay? I will do that, but I want you to keep an eye on my hometown, the Floresville Tigers, baby. We're 5-0, and and we're Whoa. led by former David Wetzel assistant, Andrew Roars. Andrew, okay, I'm writing all this down. Andrew Roars. <laughs> all right, all right, I got that. Floresville, 5-0. and Who do y'all play? Who's Floresville have uh, tonight? I think they're off. I think they've got district the next five weeks. And so I think this is the district wide five. Matt, you got to remember a third of the state is off this week. <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. Floresville. I'm going to, because of you, I'm going to start tracking them a little bit. And, um, and, and we'll, we'll see. We'll see how they do. And then maybe someday, Floresville. Wait, what classification is Floresville? 5A Division Two, one of the smallest 5A D2s in the state. Division two. Okay, good, good. I'm going to keep my eye on it. The uh, the powerhouse that is Floresville High School. Okay, um, 
Curtis, good stuff. I appreciate it. And uh, I'll be texting you. We probably need to put a little something, whether it's lunch, dinner, coffee, whatever. Let's come up with something to put as our alma mater square off tomorrow night at 6 p.m. at uh, T. Boone Pickens in uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma. Let's do it. Let's All do right. it, Matt. Good to, good to talk to you. Yeah, always fun. There he goes, Curtis Quillen, as he goes out into the night or he goes into that studio and puts a suit and tie on and, and uh, really a thin guy these days, and he just kind of has a different persona about him, very thin and uh, seems to be uh, seems to be really on top of things lately. Okay. I mean, not that he wasn't before. That's all we have. That's all we have. Um, very sadly, the show has come to a crashing halt, and uh, it is time for game time. Now, that's not sad because Tommy Barfield and Ward Whites will take you to uh, 6 o'clock, and they do a tremendous job with that. Aaron Sexton, always fun to be with you. Everybody have a great weekend, and we will see you Monday. The University Coaches Show with Kent Laster is brought to you by TFNB, your bank for life. Coach, you're coming off a uh, 45 to nothing loss to the Cleburne uh, Yellow Jackets. Talk a little bit about the ball game, and, and, and how do you keep your kids engaged as you build your, uh, build your program the way you want this program to look? Yeah, you know, it's at the end of the day, it comes down to the things we that we talk about and stress, uh, and 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 really, um, we highlight every day what are the things we're doing well. Um, number one, just being accountable, being uh, disciplined um, from a day to day standpoint, uh, making sure you know we're doing the right things uh, on the field, off the field, that kind of thing. And, and so, our coaching staff, our kids, that we're committed to that. And, um, even though the score didn't didn't look the way we wanted it to, uh, obviously you know we didn't we didn't put any points on the board. We did move the ball at times, and we just uh, you know the pick six in the first half really took a lot of air uh, air out of our sails, and uh, you know just really after a great drive at the end, not putting it in, and that happened on a couple of drives. So you know stressing our guys, you know we're improving. Um, even though the outcome isn't what we want, they still got to understand it's a long process to learn how to win in a very tough district, a very uh, hard non-district schedule. So those things don't just happen. It takes time to learn how to cut out all the uh, all the little mistakes that keep you from winning. You have an open date this week. What do you try to get done during this open week as you uh, as you can continue and get ready for the second half of the season? Yeah, just spending this time to heal up, uh, getting getting uh, anybody that may not uh, have had a lot of time. Like we've got a few guys that are becoming eligible uh, that are that may not have had all their their credits coming into the year, and then uh, also just making sure academically. I mean, this was the last six weeks, so just making sure everybody's ready to go, so we don't get you know, it won't be a, a, a difficult situation regarding the classroom. And then also, like I said, healing, healing up, uh, learning from our mistakes. Uh, we just had a senior retreat with our seniors last night and did a lot of uh, team building and bonding and getting beneath the surface of, of kind of what makes our guys tick and things they've gone through and coaches 